Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Excited to have you jump on here to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with me. My name is Jody Livingston. If you are brand new to the show, welcome. Excited to have you join us. You have probably picked the very best episode to jump in, at least my favorite episode by far. And so welcome if you're new. If you're not existing, if you're an existing listener or subscriber and follower, part of the Longer Hall community, thanks for hanging around and coming on back. If you haven't already subscribed and following the show, wherever you listen to podcasts, please do so. And if you're not a member of the super secret podcast group over on the Facebook, I'd love for you to join that as well. Good folks there in that group. And so there'll be a link for that in the show notes for you to jump in. Uh, this is the very first episode of 2023, which is crazy to think of. And it's interesting. We've been doing this a long, long, long time, it feels like now. And we've had a ton of guests. We've had a ton of conversations. And yet here, episode number 126, easily. By far, my favorite episode. I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode today because I think it's 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 hopefully encouraging to you. And uh, so I want to I want to preface it a little bit before before we jump in and just say I hope you receive this with the humility. At least I, I hope it's it's intended with my kids jump on the show today. So all my four kids jump on and I just kind of give perspective of what it is from their perspective to be kids in youth ministry growing up with their dad as a youth pastor. I was not in the room. I was kicked out of the room. My wife and I were both kicked out of the room. We set the mics up around our dining room table. Our oldest kind of steered the conversation. They came up with the questions and I, the, the only stipulation I gave them was you just had to be honest and feel like they were, and you know, for the most part, came away really, just really encouraged. I did, and, and there's some things too that I'm, you know, if I'm if I'm honest with you right now, even I'm like, man, kind of bummed that 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 is maybe how you you feel or see some things. But just a good perspective. Again, my hope is that you you hear it, and it you don't walk away necessarily thinking about uh, me and my wife and our parenting so much as just perspective from kids. And so if you have kids in ministry, or you're raising kids in ministry, I hope you find this encouraging. I hope you find it helpful for you as you're jumping in and kind of listening and even hearing some of the thoughts that they, they're sharing, I'm sure are very similar to things that maybe your own kids would share one day. And then and then, then the next episode that has, has not yet released, if you listen to this as a data release, my wife is jumping on the show and her and I talk through kind of from our perspective of what it looks like to parent some things that we've done in terms of the parenting side of things as we've navigated what it looks like to parent kids in ministry who have grown up with their dad as a, a pastor and youth pastor and grown up in the youth ministry that we've been a part of. So hopefully really a cool combo here of this is kind of part one. Next week will be part two of that. But anyway, super excited for you to hear this. Again, I hope you find it really encouraging for you as you try to parent because it is a scary thing to parent in general. And I know as a parent, of someone in ministry, we, for me at least, really scary a lot of times. And you're just wondering and hoping you're not raising your kids 
and in a way that they would walk away or feel bitter towards the church. And so just, again, hopefully just encouraging really practical things for you. So anyway, all that kind of said and out of the way and kind of the groundwork laid for us today, I will turn it over to my kids here and they'll introduce themselves off the front end. And then I will jump back once they wrap up here. We have come up with some questions with each other and we were going to answer them openly and pretty honestly. So we're excited to talk to you guys. But first, we are going to introduce ourselves. So I am Emma. I'm 19, almost 20. I'm Anna, and I'm 17. I'm Lizzie, and I'm 16. And I'm Jack, and I'm 14. All right. So our first question is, how was growing up in youth ministry helpful to you? (laughs) How was it helpful? I think, like, people skills. I think I had pretty good people skills. I think like I can talk to pretty much anybody. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, age wise, except for my own. I'm just kidding. Little, Truth. A little bit hard there, but I think like I don't have a problem talking to older people, like just in general, because like I've grown up in youth ministry, so I've always talked to older people. But like also younger people, I'm fine with that because I work with kids all the time. So like I think just people skills in general. I think we're all pretty good at just talking to just anybody. Yeah, especially random people who come up and like, hey, like, yeah. oh hi. We always call it like our inner dad. Oh yeah, just randomly talk to people that we don't know. Because, like, we'll be at Target or something and dad will just start chatting away with people. And, like, sometimes I find myself, like, with that, like, like I'm about to do it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's, like, dad. Yeah, that's pretty much. Me. Like, it's going to happen. Like, I do it all the time. No, yeah. It's so bad. Awkward situations. I'll say one thing and I'm go, oh. He's like, if he's dad. coming. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's so funny. What else? What's helpful? Um, I think leadership skills, definitely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just because we have been in student ministry, like, our whole lives, literally since we were born because yeah. dad was youth pastor since before we were born it's like we've always kind of been looked at as leaders um once we started to actually get in youth ministry obviously yeah. not really before then because we were little um but like people always kind of think we have the answers and so yes. i mean we do but yes. <laughs> i mean i do yes. but you know you don't have to assume um but I think just because everyone is was always consistently, like, they started looking at us for the answers, it kind of just came a thing where, like, okay, even if I don't have, to have an answer, I got to figure this out and I got to figure yes. out. Yeah, I gotta, you have to have sequel. something to say. Yeah, yeah, I got to have something to say, at least, you know. And I think that's also, like, just a position that we've always been put in. So I think it's a really good thing just in general to have, like, in life. Yeah, for, like, a little kind bit of to piggyback off yeah. of um, what Emma said. Like, communication skills are a big one, and I think we're more outspoken, I feel like, now than I feel like if we weren't pastor's kids. I mean, we're all still not, like, super outspoken. But I would say, like, it's easier for us. Well, I mean, Emma's kind of outspoken. Emma's a little Emma's a little more outspoken than, than you guys. <laughs> That's true. But I think it's just because I'm the oldest. Like, I've always just, like, spoken for you guys. Because people are like, oh, who are these guys? Yeah, like, like oh, let me take something. You know, like, I'm just always the one that's talked. So, like, I feel like that's just kind of But I think like, it definitely I'm helped, like, me especially talk to, like, people more than I think I would have if I hadn't grown up in a church and grown up around people who, mm-hmm. like, notice me because of who my dad is, I think. Right. I feel like right. definitely growing up in youth ministry, you kind of, like, know... You got it, you got it. I don't have it. Okay, keep going. <laughs> I mean, just know. You just know. You just know. You either grow up in youth know. ministry or you yeah, don't. Okay. Yeah, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, what are things that you have learned in ministry? So not necessarily like what we already said, but just like things that you have like seen going up in ministry that like you feel like you wouldn't see 
outside of it? I think that's a hard question because we've always been in ministry. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to see the flip side. Not because it's like maybe there's something I want. Yeah. But, but like it's hard to like see it. Yeah. Would someone else have learned this? No idea. Right. You know. Which I think like having friends that haven't grown up in ministry, like some of my friends ha- didn't grow up in church. Like so like me growing up in church, but then they'll, they'll bring something up and I'm like, I've never yeah, noticed that, yeah. that before. Yeah. Like I actually have never noticed that, which is like I'm learning because they're learning, but like, but like I wouldn't have noticed it because I've just known it my whole life, you know? So yeah. I feel like, like finding things that I've learned other than like what we said, like just learning to be a good leader, learning to be good at communicating. I feel like anything outside of that is just hard to like pinpoint because like we've just grown up in it so it's hard to like see things that we've learned you know yeah like looks as kid it's hard to look at someone else's who's new to the church or hasn't literally grown up through their whole lives right like i think it's just hard to see different mm-hmm. perspectives right. yeah for sure okay so in what ways has growing up in youth ministry been challenging for you probably like everyone like my small group leaders expect me to know pretty much every biblical question every single time like every every single time we have small group i am always like the first one to get called on and i just keep getting called on until i have (laughs) the right answer (laughs) yeah yeah i'm trying to break you out why i'm trying to get you to say something you know (laughs) like it's the same thing with like random kids (laughs) like random kids in my small group will come up to me and i'll just ask me random questions i don't know the answer yeah yeah kind of going along with you like I think people see you in a way that like you just have to know the all the answers like like oh she grew up in church she knows the answers like she's read her bible her whole life like she knows the answers which like there's like stories in the bible that I probably still have never heard and I've what been in a church since before I was born like so it's like it's like hard to like sometimes like people just call on you or like People have an eye on you because they know that you're just like, like I know at our old church, but like old people would notice that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Emma, no. <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. Like wow, people at, insulting. <laughs> people at this church would yeah. like notice if we were gone because like we were at like somewhat of a smaller, like a smaller church, like it's smaller than what yeah. we're at. So more people would notice that we're gone. But like, I feel like at our church now, like people wouldn't notice as much, but we still have like that standard for ourselves yeah. because we know. Yeah. Like, that's how we've just grown up, that people notice when we're gone and they notice, like, what we're doing and how we're acting and just things like that. So I feel like that's challenging that, like, you know, people are watching and they see you and they think that you know all the answers, but that, like, you should be acting the godly instead of all these other people that are also attending the church. But, like, just like everybody else, like, we have our own challenges in life. Like, we could be having a bad day, you know? So, like, just, like, people having an eye on you, I guess, is what I would say. I think also, like, Jack was saying with like all the answers, but not just like oh my gosh, answers, yeah, my like gosh, yeah, in general, just random events oh my gosh, at church. Yeah. How many times have I has someone walked up to me like, hey, what time does this start and where's this at? What is this? There's a like, sign. Oh, some there's a sign somewhere that, that has all your answers. <laughs> I'm like, I could find you a bulletin well, like, for people it. People ask like, right now, like about camp stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I know less than you do probably. Yeah. Like I'm not. Or I think sometimes people will forget that oh, I'm yeah, in the room or that my dad is Jody mm-hmm. because they'll the say room, stuff yeah, like, like him. Are you, like while I'm in the room, I'm like, like, are you? Which is also kind of challenging understand? because like in that, like because at that I moment, can't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. You want to say something, but like if you say something and it comes across mean, then you're just oh like, my gosh. Yeah. That is awful. Dad. So it's like, I can't. So you, yeah. So it's like yeah, trying to they definitely that put well. you in more of a leadership position. I would say like you've been saying like, but in small group, they kind of expect you to like take charge. 
and like answer and like Mm -hmm. just in general just like be cooperative I guess in your small group and stuff and Mm -hmm. it's just really hard a lot of times yeah I think a challenge also is like just like normal events it's hard because I think because for for the years we were at such a smaller church where everyone Emma just said like everyone was looking at you people noticed you people noticed what you were doing during service like it was just kind of Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's hard in service when we're like trying to like be in the moment it's hard to be in the moment when you like look around and you're like "Mm, people might be yeah people are definitely looking at what i'm doing yeah right yeah i agree like when everybody like goes up to the front during like worship oh yeah it's oh yeah yeah. (laughs) same that's why i like staying in the back yeah i don't like being judged me i'm just here yeah even over the summer when I was gone, I was I worked at a summer camp, and like even like the way I would worship, I was like, I people are watching me right now, like I can't. But like literally nobody in the room knew me, other than like mm-hmm. the people I was working with every week. So it was like, and they didn't even know me my whole life, except for like yeah. the leader or whatever. But I was like, even then, I was like, people are watching me, like I can't. I just have to keep my arms crossed and like <laughs> sway, you know. But like, I don't know. Yeah, it's I hard to like participate in the church like well. normally. When you have the expectation of, yeah. like, being a pastor's kid, like, you can't just do things recklessly. You have to think about it first and think about how it's going to reflect on you. And most importantly, like, your dad, like, our dad. It, it's just really hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, taking account of your own, like, feelings and thoughts, but also, like, taking account of, like, dad and, like, and mom and just, like, yeah. the reflection it would have on them. Yeah, for sure. All right, so what are some fun things that you have experienced being in youth ministry? The games. Yes. Yeah, those games are awesome. Like, (laughs) what games? Be more specific. Back at our old church, there was always the older kids, like high, like, I think Mm -hmm. maybe it might have been college ministry, maybe. Maybe. One of the two. Probably both, yeah. I think it's both. They just used to play a lot of games. And since we were there, we would just end up Mm -hmm. playing with them. Well, yeah. No, it's pretty Oh, I love lock-ins. Yeah, like yeah. dodgeball tournaments. Yeah, it was cool to yeah. see like all of those games and to participate in them. Like as a younger kid, it's mm-hmm. just kind of made you feel really cool, and just like really, it was just really fun, really fun. Yeah, you could see like the older kids, like the high schoolers, just being around them and like just hanging out. You could see their like excitement, like run around with us on their backs mm-hmm. to literally swing us around in circles forever and we'd keep going again again you know like yeah. it was like and stuff like that and I think it was just like um it's honestly kind of fun right now just to see like all the kids that like I remember like being in mom and dad's student ministry that like were in middle school and it's now it's like, crazy yeah it's, it's I'm like what I I are, are, that old I and I don't like it mom and dad are always like Oh, man, I, I was like, they have like, kids. I, like, like, I feel Yeah, old. literally. They didn't have any kids when I knew them. I was like, they were a kid. Like, they were. They used to they, babysit no, me. Like, they were at our house every Friday babysitting us. Like, like literally. Yeah. They used to come and get free pizza from us. No, like, like they go is in our where fridge, get our leftovers. Like, yeah. This is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, like, just being able to experience camp. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. as, like, just not a regular attender, like, as a staff kid. Like, I went to camp for the first time when I was, like, six months old. And I probably went every summer up until we moved, except for maybe, like, a, a few that I went to elementary camp. But even then, like, I'd probably still go during the winter when the youth would go on, like, the winter yeah. I would just retreat there. So, like, I was just there all the time. And so, like, even just, like, being able to see the camp grow as well, but also seeing, like, the people that 
like were in the youth ministry grow as we went like with them you know I think it was really fun and also just being able to go on mission trips that oh, I yeah. feel like I wouldn't have been able to if I wasn't a staff kid I went to El Salvador when I was super young and I probably wouldn't have been able to do that had my dad not been in youth ministry and like I remember so much of that trip vividly even though I was so young but like it was such a big like part of I feel like my life like it was just a really cool experience that like I feel like I would never forget even like no matter what my age and so being able to experience that like as like young as I was I think is really cool especially since like I don't think other people might have that opportunity that we have you know I think it's also fun like um because like our dad like involves us in a lot of stuff right like dad he's Mm -hmm. always just like you know hey what do you think about this do you think this is a good idea do you think that so it's like fun like yeah seeing like the planning process and like helping with the planning process of like being involved and then seeing it happen and being able to be like yeah none of y'all did but i do it's like yeah that's like if it's a surprise (laughs) at like fall rally or something or like camp preview and it's like everyone like is like screaming and is excited i'm like like that's because of me like i'm just like laughing yeah it's just like it's fun to know stuff other people don't you know yeah and it's fun to be part of the decision too yeah yeah Yeah. that's also being behind the scenes but then also being Mm -hmm. like to see it you know because we've like yes we're behind the scenes but we're also like still in the youth ministry so we're seeing it in both like but when i was well not me as much but when i was (laughs) but it's still cool to like see all that but now like i see behind the scenes as like older but then like i see it through you guys and i see like your reactions to it you know so it's like cool things like that all right, so what is different in your life that you think differ from other kids your age involved in church or other kids your age that are not involved in church? So go with the that are involved in church first, and we'll talk about the other one after. Um, I think just, like, being at church all the time. Like, even if, like, their families yeah. are involved in church, like, they're, doesn't mean their parents work there, you know? And so it's, like, it's different. Like, mm-hmm. even when dad's not working, he's working at church. Like, he's, like, he's always putting in, like, the extra right. work and putting in like the um the time and like really really working hard and so it's like we're always there like with him yeah. too like helping and just hanging out you know serving wherever we needed and stuff like that and it's just kind of like there we're always there mm-hmm. yeah i kind of agree i feel like we just always have been always a church doors are open mm-hmm. we're there doors are closed we're still there like <laughs> No matter what. And like dad's just always like, yes, dad works technically Sunday through Thursday, but Fridays and Saturdays, he's still his job. the youth pastor. Like his job doesn't end when he leaves, you know? So like, I feel like ministry is just like a 24 seven every day type of job rather than just like clock in, clock out. Like where like my job, I clock in, I clock out. I don't have to do anything that has to do with it when I'm not there. But like for dad, like he could work full day, work day, come home and be like, oh, I need to do this, like, and he does it at the moment. Or, like, a family will call him asking for guidance or help or something, and then he does that, and he couldn't be, he would probably not be during the workday, but he still has having to, like, do that, you know? So I think, like, even seeing that or, like, having a dad that is just, like, like so yeah. invested in what in his job like that, I think some people may not see as much as, like, we do, just because, like, we've also grown mm-hmm. up with that. So what about people that It's probably, like, different like the whole like during the services like from mm-hmm. worship to message since like we've been growing up mm-hmm. in church we, we were like used to all of it but like maybe they're not as used mm-hmm. to like the messages or the songs right yeah i agree especially like with new songs and stuff like that coming out too 
sometimes like people who aren't involved in church will hear it and they're like, I don't know how to sing this, but like we do. Yeah, we're like, like every we, Sunday. We know, you know, like, but just maybe coming from going to church at all and then coming into church where it seems like everyone knows what they're doing and everyone knows like what's next. Like, I don't even want to think about like if you had never been to mm-hmm. church before and never heard anything about church and it's like communion. Yeah. Oh, that's like, just, I, I don't know. Everyone gets up and starts walking to tables <laughs> like and you're last like, Sunday. is this, what's going on? You know? It's just like, yeah. Well, yeah. Like that's just confusing. Even if I know what's going whole, on, sometimes like, I'm sometimes. like, what? Sometimes. <laughs> I don't like, think like, 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 when you grew up in church, it's hard to see, like, like Anna said, like, to see communion or, like, Jack said, to see worship and mm-hmm. just to see services. Like, it's it's really hard to see that perspective. And I think it definitely differs from ours because we're just always around it. So we're kind of used to it. So, yeah, it's just really hard to see both. I feel like people who aren't involved in church probably, like, have more of a life than um, we do. Yeah, I mean, as bad as it sounds, yeah. I feel like we're just, like, we're at home, we're at church home church school in the middle like there's not really like like we're just at both places but i think that people who aren't as involved in church like i feel like they're doing more i guess if that makes sense yeah, yeah. not like we're not doing anything but like no. they're probably doing more than we are yeah they're but, experiencing more too and that kind of, i feel like it kind of sounds bad when we say that but like that we're like always at church we're always like this. yeah but, but like, like we like it we yeah we love the church like it's it's not something that's like oh we're always at church we can never leave like we have license we have cars we, have cars. we could leave we just we just would rather. we choose not to honestly we have learned from like being little to make up things fun things to do at church oh, yeah, so many sure. fun games we just have. like do random stuff like it's more fun honestly to be at church than to just be sitting at home doing yeah yeah because at church you have like a huge open church with there's like nobody in it yeah right. there's vending so machines they got some diet coke in there yeah oh ew. I love well, some Yeah, I'm probably not that Don't be a hater. Dr. Pepper. But there's couches. You can just take a nap. There's oh, yeah. Some, there's like games you can go find, crafts. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, we have our license, but I'd like it, like you said, I'd rather be finding something in the church, you know? But, yeah. Well, the next one. What was hard about the move to California? Yeah. yeah. Everything? Um, yeah, it was probably. it was it was not really hard. Some not of some good. of it was good. Yeah, like now I think I can see all the well, positive things that is, come. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Then. Yeah, it wasn't then. <laughs> now I can see all the positives, but then it was like awful. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say the most difficult part was like leaving friends because most mm-hmm. of the people that I knew, I pretty much knew. That's like your whole yeah, life. He was a baby. Since I was yes, pretty much yeah. a baby. Because when we moved to Georgia from North Carolina, you you were a baby, so like you didn't. You didn't really have any foundations in North Carolina. No. And I was in the middle of first grade, and then you guys were, like, in between that. So, like, we didn't really have, like, long-lasting friendships that we had made. Like, I still have some friends from North Carolina that I remember that I follow on Instagram. But that's because, like... Follow on Instagram. Listen, listen. <laughs> but that's because mom and dad, like, were friends with their parents for a while after College we roommates. Moved. You know? Yeah. Or, like, they just knew them for a long time. So, like, I follow their kids now because, like, I knew them. Like, I know of them. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. you don't know them. Yeah, like I do know them personally, but I'm not like I don't You've talk met them to them a few but times. Met yeah, them. so like yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to be, I want to know what's going on in their life because I like I'm, like I've seen them before, you know. But I think like the people, the friends that we had in Georgia were like family. The closest we like family we had from um, Georgia where we lived was like seven, six, five hours somewhere around there. And so like even when we wanted to go see family, we couldn't really see family other than like we would leave Friday morning come back Sunday night or like we would just 
take off a, like a few days of school randomly or like even then it was hard. And so even for like some like Thanksgiving or Christmas, we wouldn't be able to go see family just because like dad's having to work on Christmas Eve, you know, yeah. which like we again, we love being at the church, but like seeing all these people being able to go see family or just have family around will feel like was hard in general, just even in Georgia. And so now that we're in California too is even harder just because like we have family that comes sees that comes and sees us. But like it's harder for us to go see them because plane tickets are like so a gazillion dollars. Gas prices. <laughs> and so and, and gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> and like it it like days to get there. So I think just leaving the friends that we had, I agree. Because they were like family, because we didn't really have like family near us, you know? But I agree. Yeah. I think it's also hard to see them like move on with their lives now too, as like mm-hmm. we're all getting older. We're all like experiencing different things and it's hard to see, I don't know, it's just hard to see them so far away and you can't really talk to them or do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely hard like now, like just like where I'm at because I'm a junior in right. high school and I'm going to be a senior next year. So it's hard seeing like my best friends that I'd known since I was like three, you know, doing stuff that we'd always talked about, like mm-hmm. doing like, oh, next year they're going to go do like senior sunrise. They're going to yeah. go to prom together. They're going to do this together. You know, it's yeah. Like I'm I'm an observer. I'm a part of it. Yeah. I think like also in the stage of life that you and I were in when we moved, like I was starting to like look at colleges I was wanting to go to or like starting to talk about those things with my friends and your friends were starting to like think about going into high school. And so like just like both like big steps in life that we were moving like during. I know like and then COVID happened when we got here oh, and we changed schools again. So like we like I went to three different high schools. So having to start over twice, COVID, like trying to decide school, but also like battling the fact that like our friends on the East Coast were like figuring out like big life decisions that we were a part of, but we weren't like there for every conversation that they were having, you know, I think was really hard. And like, even like with you, like when I got here, most of my friends had already gotten their license, but with you, like all your friends were getting their license, like while we were still here. And so it was kind of like, I remember you talking about like, the battle of who would get their license first or like who was going to be the better driver or things like that. I feel like, like you were just in that life stage. Like, I feel like that was really challenging, especially for you, but yeah, just a lot was challenging, but I like now we definitely see the positive of it. And we see that like, I know for me, some of the friends that I had, I feel like if we had stayed there, I wouldn't be in the best place that I am right now. I know like God took people out of our lives for a reason. And that like, it's just helped me value the friendships that I actually want to value more. The friends that you're going to actually have after moving, like they'll reach out to you or like you'll reach out to them and they'll seem genuinely interested in what you're saying and genuinely interested in what you have going on. So just that as well. Yeah, I think um, another big thing was probably like the culture shock. Mm -hmm. Just because we went from Georgia, like the South, to California, which is very different from the South in a bunch of ways. So I think it was just hard to get used to just like the smallest things that like we didn't realize were strange to them and vice versa like the same thing so I think it was just hard to get used to like the new like the California way that of life that it is mm-hmm. so yeah I think we're still honestly to this day experiencing culture shock oh like, most oh, definitely for there's sure. stuff that like I'll I'll like my friends will say at school and I'll come home and I'll be like guess what whatever said about this like that is yeah, ridiculous. That's so, that's so like, like that's backwards and then my mom's like well, it's different here. I'm like, well, duh. Why is it like that? And I like ask other people at the table when one person says something, 
that's that's weird, right? That's backwards. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? <laughs> or just like with food. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Like where we live, like there's a big like Hispanic culture. And so there's a lot of like authentic Mexican food where we've grown up. It's Tex-Mex. And so. Yeah, not the same. Like, I'm like, oh man, I miss, I really miss Chewy's or I really miss some like good like queso, like cheese dip. Like I called it cheese dip here one time and they were like, oh my gosh. Cheese dip? You're what is wrong with this girl? <laughs> yeah. I was like, even just like food wise too, I feel like. It was really weird. So, like, having to also come here and then, like, the food here is different. Like, yes, they have the basic things. But, like, just things like that is still still weird to me sometimes. Yeah, Especially- even, like, little nursery rhymes or little songs you would oh. sing oh are, gosh. like, yeah, so different here. What? They, don't do, they do the chicken dance different here. Oh, my God. They sing Down by the Banks weird here, yeah. too. Yeah, I know. And the... Manet oh, no, Quinchy Ice one? Yeah, yeah that one, too. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird. Ice tea. What is that? What is that? <laughs> what is ice tea? Crunchy ice. It's sweet tea. Sweet tea. Yeah, it's just oh yeah the sweet tea thing. No good sweet tea here. No, and that was if challenging. It's, if it's good sweet tea, they're like, ew, this is gross. It hurts me. Yeah, yeah. So the big the culture shock was definitely a huge thing for all of us, I think, and it's still something we're getting used to. And I don't know if I think it's just gonna be part of like we're always gonna be from the south, and we live in California now, so it's gonna be like both. Yeah. just kind of with us. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely hard keeping like the the southern identity, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Being I, in do, I just. Yeah, it's like every every once in a while I'll say something and I'm like, that sounded so California. I don't like this. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Like I said, yeah, no, the other day, and I was like, uh-huh. oh, like the no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's happened. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so what advice would we give to youth pastors listening who have kids or older kids and are considering a big move? I think honesty and like description. Mm-hmm. of what the plan is like communicating communication right. yeah. is probably the most important thing because yeah. if your kids don't know what's happening and they just move i think like involving them in, in those conversations is really helpful yeah and i think our parents did that like pretty well like mapped out everything you know they mm-hmm. were like from the beginning they told us they were like so we're gonna be moving we don't know where we're moving but we are moving. These are the, <laughs> yeah. Like these are the options. We're not really sure. And then like as like a door closed, you know, they were like, okay, so this is not on the table. Mm-hmm. This is on the table. This is like this, you know. And they yeah. kind of. And if doors opened, they also were open with those yes. like about to us. Mm-hmm. We weren't just sitting there like, uh, we're gonna move to Alabama, and then two weeks later, nope, we're moving to California. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. It, it was wasn't... like we were part of the process. You mm-hmm. know, we obviously didn't have like final decision, but we know that. I, but I know that our our opinions yeah they had weight like what we had yes they took it into consideration yeah yeah i feel like yes moving was really scary but like it was just really scary for all of us but i think um our parents including us in the conversation Mm -hmm. of what was going on and just like things slowly being eliminated by god and just like showing us what was where god was wanting us i think was really important and i think it's Mm -hmm. something that like everybody like i just think it's really cool yeah i think also like showing your kids that like your decision is guided by God and not by like your desires like I know if it was for our desires we probably would have stayed on the east coast near people but obviously like we're in California we didn't know anybody except for like a cousin or two that has lived here for a while that we're not really close to and so it was just kind of like my parents put a lot of emphasis on the fact that like it was God closing a door or like a chapter in Georgia and was opening a new one somewhere else just like for more opportunities and more just like not a better life but just like a better 
like way than like the way we were going. Yeah, that like, makes where, sense. Where God wanted us. Yeah, yeah. And so just kind of being open to the fact that like just telling your kids that like it's not just a you like we're moving you away from all your friends and family like we're leaving you know like just saying that like God is at the heart of this and that like we're moving because of like him and his like desire for us to move and like him opening doors for us you know yeah especially because like when you really go back and think about it like you'll be they'll we'll be angry in the moment we were angry oh in the moment. we yeah, were so, so upset yeah. you know but then like upon further reflection you're staying there room whatever why does God want us to do this I think they're whatever and then you sit there and you're like why am I sitting here being mad at God right now yeah for what yeah. you know like, <laughs> oh, yeah you could be mad at God, but he's still going to be. He still loves he's you. Still, like, he just. Like, and you're probably still going to end up where he wants you. you know, like Jonah in the way. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna, you can pitch a fit and you can be whatever, yeah. but you're still going to end up where he wants you in the end. And it's like, there's not really a point, you know, being. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also reminded me, like, he's moving us there for a reason. And, like, to see the reason why he's moving us there and to, like, think of, like, all the. Just, like, what's waiting for us over there also, I think, helped. Mm-hmm. I think now looking back at it, like I see the reason why he moved us and why just like the positives of it that we didn't see in the moment. But all right, so obviously we're all like really involved in serving at the church. So what do you think mom and dad did well to help create like the desire to serve in us? I think a big part of it was them like encouraging us. Like mm-hmm. they've encouraged us pretty much our entire lives to be involved and like help people yeah and they've kind of like grown us up to be like always helping with anything going on yeah whenever we're there yeah we were always just like little helpers in every aspect in like youth ministry in general helping where we could yeah like mom would be setting up snacks maybe like all right like we're here to help like like, give us the pens we got this you know unpackaging oreos like yeah we were just there to like help us always and so just like seeing people's actions in like in wanting to serve just in general and not only youth ministry but just in ministry as a whole like seeing people that are wanting to be there and wanting to serve with kids or serving in productions or serving in other areas you know just kind of showed us that like we should be serving and so like it just kind of like created a desire for us to want to yeah, them setting like a good example was definitely a huge part in why I enjoy serving now too. Like mm-hmm. just seeing that they could help that many people and that God was using them in such like an amazing way. I think just like it was really awesome. I just really liked seeing that. Mm-hmm. I think also like like Jack was saying, like encouragement, but like with like a light hand, not like a you have to surf, go do it right now. Yeah. Like it was more just like encouraging, like, you know, they have this at church that you could like maybe try. And, like, you don't have to, like, mm-hmm. keep doing it. Just try, you know, like. Yeah. And then, like, it's also just, like, just try. If you don't like it, then we'll find something else. Maybe there's something else that your talents could, like, help, you know. Because, yeah. like, everyone has different talents. And, like, you're not going to serve somewhere where your talents aren't wanted. You know, like. Yeah. I love little kids. I love hanging out with little kids. I don't like babies. And I don't like adults. But I like the little, like, preschoolers, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I serve. And so, but, like. Lizzie, she doesn't like the little, little kids, so she serves with, like, kinder and, like, first. So she serves, mm-hmm. like, towards, like, elementary school, and Emma serves with the older ones because she doesn't really like the smaller kids either. Mm-hmm. But then Jack, he doesn't like hanging with kids. So then he <laughs> likes, no, and no he's really good at like, technical <laughs> stuff. And so he'll serve with productions and do lights and help program mm-hmm. things and stuff like that on Sundays and Saturdays. Yeah. Which, 
my talents would not be very useful in productions. I don't think any of ours would be. And no offense to Jack, but I don't think his talents would be very helpful in elementary. So it's just like, like serving where your talents are needed and like are wanted and that like where you'll thrive in that I think are really good. I think that's something we learned from example because mom and dad aren't good at everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that they're like, Mom is really, really compassionate. That's part of her thing. So, and dad is always the most compassionate when yes. people are whatever. So, it's like where dad is super compassionate, mom brings in that compassion because that's where her talents lie, you know, and stuff right. like that. And mom is really good at planning. And so, she'll help dad plan stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. And dad is obviously really good at like talking to any person, which yeah, it's is just, it's a skill. I don't even, it's unfathomable. Has to be a godly gift. That's all. No. <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> that dude will talk to anything. See, yeah. But, like, sometimes I catch myself doing it. Like, I'll be talking to anybody. And I always say, like, oh, my gosh, it's the dad in me coming out. Like, yeah. Um, like, I was at a hockey game the other day, and I was so close just chatting it up with the person next to me. But I was like, no. Like, they're here with their kids. Like, I'm not going to be, so, do you go to church? Like, <laughs> whatever. Which I guess I probably should have just, like, at least, like, said something. But. In that way, I was just like, that's, I'm bringing my dad, the dad out in me. Like, yeah. But like, that's where dad's like so good in youth ministry because he can just talk and he'll find like topics to think of, yeah. which is like where he's really good in youth ministry because sometimes kids like in youth ministry, like high school, they're not going to want to talk. They're like, I just want to, I'm here for yeah. my friends, not really for anything else. And so like just having like making conversation, I think is really good, especially with like with us serving in kids, like with dad, seeing dad being able to like, carry on conversation so well has like showed us how to carry on conversation well and like growing up in ministry and seeing so I think that's really helpful and like has created that desire all right so why do you love the church I think that's a hard question because I feel like that's all we've really known Mm -hmm. not to say that like that's we love the church because that's all we've known you know not to say right right. but I think it's like at least for me, I don't know if I necessarily, it's, it's kind of like how you love like your family member. It's mm-hmm. like they're part of, you know, like they're yeah, our meat, you know? For sure. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I don't really know where I would be. And I don't think I would know where like all of us would be like, yeah. And yeah. how different we would be without it, you know? Yeah. So Which I, I love about way. the church because like it's formed us into mm-hmm. who we are. Yeah. There's definitely lots of our aspects of our personality that we've like learned from church and that mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. you know happened at church yeah for sure and not all godly just like in general you know yeah yeah i would say like the community i think just like knowing that you have people at church that like are involving you in just like their lives in general like i have a really strong friend group right now that is like my community at church and like they're there for me no matter what they're gonna be there to like provide support and just kind of like not put me in my place but like if I'm acting dumb they're gonna be like you're acting dumb like they're gonna be there but like just being able to have like a strong like foundation just in the church that I'm involved in I think is really I just I just love about the church as well I love especially with like the like kindergarten and first graders that I serve with I love seeing like their love of God and like their relationship Mm -hmm. grow because even though they're young you can tell like they're wanting to learn about God and Jesus and they're wanting to read their Bibles and to worship in all the little songs they sing. And it's just really cool to see them yeah. just grow and, yeah, just grow in their relationship with God. It's, yeah. Just being able to watch them. Yes, like, especially. Because, like, Anna's with them when they're young. 
And yeah. he's with them when they're in the middle and then I'm with them when they're older. So like just be able to see them like walk. And we've been here for four years. So there's already kids that are like moving through like Which is every, crazy to think about. It's just... like all of the grades that we are involved in. So it's just really cool to see that like, like I might have a kid that Anna had like when we first got here and she'll be like, like it's just really cool to see like the growth in that, which I think mm-hmm. is just our church has a lot of emphasis on like the growth of yes. ch- like children's faith, like like a childlike faith, just like and also just having emphasis on like adults to like see that and like yes. have their kids be involved in what their kids are involved in. I think is really cool too. Mm-hmm. But I think the like I like me personally, I feel like the community mm-hmm. is a big part of why I love the church because everyone's welcoming like mm-hmm. most like everyone's welcoming and like if I like don't have something that I need like if we're taking notes during a message and I don't have a pencil I don't have notes I can ask someone right. and they'll like do their best to get me what right. I need yeah people just like like we have meal trains sometimes for people that are in need or like someone mm-hmm. get a car accident we do meal trains like just like people providing meals every night of the week so that like that family doesn't have to think about one additional thing to go on to that. Or like a family has a new baby. I know like yeah. one of dad's coworkers recently had a new baby and they, when they made the announcement at church, they were like, people were emailing asking, hey, what's their email? I want to send them a gift card for this. I want to send yeah. them a gift card for that so they yeah. don't have to worry yeah. about maybe the next few meals. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a gift card to like Target so they get some diapers and some other yeah. things like that. You know, it's just like everyone is very cared for. You know, yeah, yeah. Or just like providing clothes as well in that aspect. Mm-hmm. I know, like, some people, like, there's so many staff kids, I feel like. And so, like, we've all been babies at one point. So, mm-hmm. like, everybody at least has some baby clothes that you can donate or, like, even like, like clothes that don't fit Lizzie anymore, who's the youngest. Like, we can give to a family that has kids maybe a little bit younger than us mm-hmm. so that they, like, are cared for and they're, like, you know, like in that aspect, which goes along with the, the community part as well. Yeah. Just the giving. Um, nature and just like the caring for aspect of the church is just really amazing yeah like like they said yeah which I think has been consistent in the churches that we've been at like I don't feel like at either church there was a lack of community I think at both like at our other church in Georgia everybody just knew everybody but I Mm -hmm. also feel like we just grew up there so we just knew everybody in general and like most people went to the same high schools or like knew people at different high schools and so like just that community was I guess different than the community here this i feel like i feel like people don't go to the same high schools as often there's just a lot like we live in a bigger area than we did over there but i still feel like the community is just as strong because i think like because you you're only seeing these people like every sunday or wednesday like you're reaching out during the week more because like you know that you're only going to see them that one time it's like you want to be there for them and you want to reach out and you want to like know that they're cared for like we said before but yeah all right, so we are wrapping it up, but our last question slash statement kind of thing is just one piece of advice or encouragement for youth pastors that have kids in ministry. It's like, what would you have to say to them? I would definitely, like, back to what I kind of said earlier, encourage your kids to serve, mm-hmm. like, so they have, like, a good kind of, like, bunch of people, like the people they serve with. Yeah. Like they have a good community, like, and they have people, like, if they are going through like a hard time, they can just ask, like, they have people to ask, mm-hmm. people to talk with. So, like, like a servant's heart. 
Yeah. yeah. And that like they're involved in what you're like the church that you're involved in. Mm-hmm. And like they don't have to help with youth. Like if they're older and they like they don't have to help like they can help in kids like we are or they can help in productions like just fine. On them. any of the serve teams we have. They get yeah. the servant's heart to maybe not just serve at church but serve somewhere else so that other people can see God's kindness and things like that. Yeah. In their daily lives, you know, yeah, not just sure. at church, you know. Yeah. I would say to just be just remember that like your kids are watching you and they're learning from you even if you don't feel like they are because I know like teenagers a lot like especially me like I'll roll my eyes and I'll pretend like I moved on with my life yep or and I'll or I'll just stare at them and not say anything I'm watching my parents at church and I'm watching Mm -hmm. them in just regular lives and I'm learning from them and I'm seeing with how they react to things and I'm seeing how they do certain things and I'm definitely learning yeah and they're like interactions with other people Mm -hmm. Like we learned from that too. I would say just keeping them involved. I know, like when we moved, our parents kept us involved in like the moving process. But like even just in like decision making, sometimes in the church, like they'll ask our opinion because like we are in the well. I'm not, but I used to be. But like when we were all in the youth ministry, they'd ask our opinion on like certain Mm -hmm. things that were going on. Like, what are your opinions on this, or what do you think? Like, is this a good idea, or things like that? Just like keeping them involved, so like they know that their opinion matters to you. And that, like, you care what they have to say. I know, like, our parents were redoing a room in the youth center and they asked our opinion on, like, pillows. And, like, yes, that's a tiny thing. But, like, even, like, knowing that they, like, care about our opinions, I think is really helpful. So just keeping them involved in, like, what you're pouring your heart out to so that they can see why you're pouring your heart out into what you're doing, I think is really helpful, too. Yeah, I would say, like, just because you're always at church and your kids are always at church, doesn't mean they don't like being there. Mm-hmm. Like, as we've said, like, we grew up in the church. We, that's, like, all we've really known. Well, not all we've known. But, like, that's just something we've, it's just been a constant in our lives. Right. And I think that it's something that we've really grown to, not grown, but we've always loved. And I think that it's just, a, like, just because your kid's around church all the time doesn't mean they don't like being there. Like, yeah. I think they just, like, I don't know, we love being at our church. Which I think is something that they grow into. I think, like, you just have to be patient. Like, there's definitely been parts in our lives where we just did not want to be at church but like now we like love being at church like I think kind of like what we said before like we'd rather be at the church than just sitting at home doing nothing like we'd rather be involved we'd rather be doing something helping things like that but I think like we just grow have grown up in that ministry which I know like some people that are listening like their kids probably didn't grow up in that like there might be new youth pastors that are like having kids that are like diving into that but I think like just like keeping them like involved I just want to put emphasis on that. Yeah. But being involved is a huge thing, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for letting us take over. We're going to put it back and turn it back to our dad. Well, all right. There you go. Uh, I just think great conversation for them. Um, interesting. Again, just even listening to that as as the parent of them, thinking there's some things that we feel like we did, we got right, and there's some things I wish we could have done better uh, and, and, and probably still need to do better. We're by no means perfect parents and have not always gotten it right. Um, but we do have kids who, uh, I will say, genuinely love the Lord, love the church, and um, and at least at this point in their life are really walking faithfully. And I know that faithfulness today doesn't necessarily always mean that that'll continue, but um, our goal and hope has been to lay a, a strong foundation. And so that's still our aim and goal. Um, thanks again for jumping on and listening today again next week 
Uh, next episode will be uh, my wife and I jumping in and we'll talk a little bit from the parents' perspective. So kind of part two of this. Again, don't forget to like, uh, subscribe, follow wherever you are. Jump into the podcast group. I'd love to have you jump in and be a part of that community as well. Um, head over to the longerhall.com. You'll find uh, show notes there with links um, to jump into that group among other helps and resources. So I uh, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thanks for the, all the ways you're pouring and investing into the parents, families, and students in your ministry. And especially in this episode, I want to thank you for, if you are parenting, um, man, thanks for how you're loving on your own kids. And I hope we, you do that well and we run this race uh, at, in our home well and faithfully. So that'll do it for today. We will catch you guys in the next episode. See ya.